So now we are here for part three of the Across the Pod podcast, where we now give you our predictions for our awards. So we've already given you our AFC and NFC predictions. Just check out, if you haven't already, those two episodes where we do give you our predictions on first and fourth in each division and the three teams that will make the playoffs as a wildcard team. So now we are heading to our individual awards um, prediction episodes where we've gone for the categories of MVP, Offensive and Defensive Rookies of the Year, Offensive and Defensive Players of the Year, the Surprise Team, the Biggest Disappointment, the Comeback Player of the Year, and which team will have the first overall pick in the 2023 draft, which basically means the worst team this year, and then AFC Champs, NFC Champs, and the Super Bowl Champions. Now, I'm here once again with Steve for our part three. Once again, Luke can't be here due to illness, but he has given us his predictions for this. So we're going to start off, you know what, we're going to do the rookies first. So we're going to head first to our offensive rookie of the year. So I'll go first. Um, so I'm going to go for a man that has impressed in preseason. I've looked look of a lot. He was a, wasn't the first one pick at all. I'm going to go for Romeo Dobbs of the Green Bay Packers. He, for me, has looked special. I know it's preseason and it's probably not something you should take into account. Looking at training camp, he's had a lot of good reports coming out from Aaron Rodgers and the whole of the training start camp. He's he's been really good in preseason by the looks of it. And I think he will be the replacement that the Packers need to replace Devontae Adams. He reminds me watching him of like Donald Driver. He's got a similar sort of build and I think he could be that sort of player for him. So I'm going to go for Romeo Dobbs as my offensive rookie of the year. Now Luke, he gave me his... He gave me New York Jets running back Brees Hall as his rookie of the year. Now, Steve, who is your who is going to be your offensive rookie of the year? You know, Luke, Luke very much got ahead of me there. I was really, really high on the the Brees Hall hype train, um, but I just think that it's it's still the Jets. I think he will have an excellent year. I do, I do think he's a very, very good running back. Um, but I think what we're going to see the offensive player of the year so is going to be one of the the one yeah one of the wide receivers um, that was drafted. Uh, did consider London. I did consider Olave, but for me, and this is a, a kind of deep shot on this one, um, I think the uh, offensive player of the year is going to be the Dallas Cowboys wide receiver Jalen Tolbert. Okay. Uh, from what I've seen on uh, of footage of him. Uh, and what I've been reading from the camp regarding how how his connection is with Dak Prescott, they are very very high on him this year, um, to the point where when Washington went down preseason with an injury, um, the first thought wasn't we need to draft ourselves a replacement. The first thought was Tolbert gets to take that move up the 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 ladder, you know, moves from four to three and now obviously to two. And um, he's just thrown a really really good connection with Dak. Uh, and with whoever he's been getting thrown to in the preseason, um, he's very, very good in the slot. He's very good outside. He has those hands where you just, when it's thrown in his direction, you do not expect a drop. You know, you don't expect necessarily massive yards off the catch, which I think might be his weakness. Um, but his, his ability to run the routes, his ability to catch the ball, absolutely top notch. And he's being thrown to by a very, very good quarterback. So for me, it's going to be Jalen Tolbert. Okay, and not a player too many people are talking about, you know, in shows like Good Morning Football, but I do think that if you're right, I think I think they, must, they need someone to replace in my group, but there's talk of it being um, their backup running back. His name's actually 
completely gone past me right now. Um, he's behind Zeke. I forgot his name. And now you have Fancy. Yeah, there's talk of him being used in the passing game. So I think that could be a good, also a good way of them using the lack of Murray. Well, Paul's always been a kind of the, the passing back. He's been the use him in conjunction with uh, with in conjunction with Zeke. Zeke's the kind of battering ram, and then you've got Pollard who kind of will switch out and, and take short yards passage. They're a good one-two combo, to be honest. Yeah, I think that would be a massive help for that Dallas Cowboys. I think if you'd gone to a good team, I'd have Drake London involved, but I think if you're catching patches with Marcus Mariota, you've got no chance of winning that award. Um, I think in terms of callbacks, there's no real ones I can think of. I think Malik Willis could be a dark shout if he takes over Tannehill spot, but I just think that he'll take nah, too nah. late, too late in the season to be a Tannehill's nailed on for me. I don't think uh, Willis will get garbage time and play this season only, unless yeah. Tannehill goes down. I don't know. I think there's a lot of doubt over Tannehill after what happened last season. So I think it could happen, like what happened to him when he took over from Marcus Mariota. So you never know. Um, right, defensive rookie of the year. I want to go first. Easy choice for me, Aiden Hutchinson. I think for me, he was better than Trayvon Walker, who Luke has gone for as his defensive rookie of the year. I think for me, he was the best defensive player in the draft. And I do think that is no one I can think of. I think Thibodeau could be a good shout. Um, but I think for me, I've, you see him in, again only in preseason, but he's made some good tackles in preseason. He looks really good. You know, I, you know, everyone knows from our NFC preview that I'm very high on the Lions. Um, and I think that he will have a good year. Um, Steve, who is your defensive rookie of the year? Uh, I'm absolutely going with Luke on this one. Uh, from what I've been watching preseason, uh, Trayvon Walker is terrifying. I mean, he has he has gone through people. We're not just talking like you know he has like you know he, he beats the man in the corner. He beats you know he, he can spin past them. He goes through people. You know you can double team this guy and he is still going through you. Um, and for someone who's just coming into the league, that level of strength and pace uh, over the short distance is terrifying. He's been absolutely amazing in in, uh, in preseason camps. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that he came as the number one pick. Um, he was right to be number one pick. I love what you're saying about Hutchinson. I think Hutchinson is a beautiful um, fit for a Dan Campbell mentality. But Trayvon Walker is a beast of a player. Uh, for me, there's absolutely no doubt whatsoever. Um, he's, uh, if you recall, um, so he's coming in. He's playing. Uh, defensive end for the Jags, yeah. Mm. Um, they had Jadavian Clowney, if you recall, they drafted first a few years back, and he had that same vibe about him, but he didn't have the power that Walker seems to have. He didn't have that ability to bully people. He could get around people, but he couldn't bully them the way that Trayvon Walker's been doing. Um, for me, Trayvon Walker's absolutely nailed on as the uh, defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, that's all. I, I always think with. Clown, I always go back to Johnny Manziel because I love watching. Cause I'm a big fan of Aloe Black. I love that intro of the. It's on YouTube somewhere. They've got the um, intro of um, the draft. I think it was 2014 where the Clown was taken first overall by the Texans. It was in New York and it was a really good intro. I loved it because they played Aloe Black the man. But, anyways, on that video, they show Clown and they show Johnny Manziel. It just shows. How <laughs> Clowney hasn't, he's been good, but he's not been a first overall pick, in my opinion, quality player. And then have Manziel in that first round as well. I mean, I don't know how bad it can get as bad as that really for any rookie. That was terrible. That was a terrible NFL career. But, um, you know, whenever I hear Clowney, I always think of Johnny Manziel because of that, that draft he was in. Um, right. So, our next award, we're going to go for Offensive Player of the Year. Now, we're going to go back to you, Steve. 
Um, so who is your offensive player of the year? Hmm. This this is a really open one this year. Um, it, the problem I have with this is with people who I would consider to be candidates for offensive player of the year moving around. Um, it, the guys who I would have had winning it this year have moved teams, and I don't know whether or not they will have the same impact um, as they had last year. Uh, the offensive player of the year last year was, was Aaron Rodgers. It's hard to look past him, but again, he hasn't got the weapons this year that he had last season. Uh, Mahomes, again, would have been a candidate for me, but again, he's lost Tyreek Hill. Do you know what? I am going to throw one out in left field here. I'm going to say your offensive player of the year is going to be the San Diego Chargers quarterback, Justin Herbert. It's interesting you say that because... Not only have you picked that as your OPOY, so is Luke. He's also going for Justin Herbert as his wow. as his um, offensive player of the year, which I think is not a bad shout. I think he'll have another good year, and I think he is maybe already. I think he's going to end his career as the best quarterback in that in that franchise's history. Um, I think. Yeah, I, I will. I will say that even though the MVP is always given the callbacks in actually recent years, a lot of the offensive player of the year awards has gone to non callbacks I mean, last year was Cooper Cup, Derrick Henry the year before that, Michael Thomas the year before that, Patrick Mahomes won it in 2018 for obvious reasons. But then before that, we've seen Todd Gurley win it in the last ten years, and then Demarco Murray won it in 2014, and Adrian Peterson in 2012, who of course is the last non callback to win MVP. Um, which is why I've not I've not gone for callback as my offensive player of the year. Now I want to go at left field, not left field. But I want to go with someone who I thought had a really good year last year, and I think that was a team that I think is a great dark horse to win the whole thing. I'm going to go for Mark Andrews as my offensive player of the year. I no, think, no, I think... no, 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 no. <laughs> I, oh, this, this is you having your hot takes again, Andy. It's, I, just... it's, not, actually, it's not actually a hot take. I think it's actually, I'm, I'm happy with this pick. I've got one more hot, I think one's actually been applied by my divisions. But um, yeah, I just think, you know, I think he had a great year last year. The Mark Jackson's going to be back. I think he's going to improve again. I think without, obviously now they've lost Marquise Brown, they've got one less receiver to throw to. So I do think that will mean more targets probably in receptions for Mark Andrews. And I think that he is going to, but I think it'll be an all-pro tight end this year. I think it'll be make the Pro Bowl and be the all-pro tight end. I think he might be the best tight end in the whole NFL this year. And I think that he will win the Offensive Player of the Year. Well, if I give you some Vegas odds on this, yeah. So the favourite currently to win Offensive Player of the Year, obviously, is Jonathan Taylor. Mm, yeah. um, I think we've discussed that. Taylor and Cup are basically neck and neck on that. Behind that, you have the likes of Derek Henry, Keeper Samuel, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson. The first quarterback to be mentioned is Patrick Mahomes. Um, but our respective uh, picks, myself and Luke, Justin Herbert is 12th in the bookies odds at the moment. What? And if I, I have to go down to 56th to find Mark Andrews. So he is listed, mm. but they, they feel that Mark Andrews has the same chance of winning Offensive Player of the Year as Amari Cooper. <laughs> and... Uh, 
Saquon Barkley. I would love to know what the odds were last year of Cup winning it. I really do. I would love to know what the odds were of him winning. I don't ever recall him being a favourite for it last year. So I think my... there's a few players that kind of they break out or they get they improve and they're in the mm-hmm. they're in the conversation. Um, but I'm pretty certain you are the only person I've heard this year put Mark Andrews even close to that discussion. What what are the odds of that? What's the odds of it? Um, plus eight thousand. What does that mean in, in British terms? Because I it can't understand the American 80, one. 80 to 1. I'm pulling some money on that. I'm, some, I'm going to put a, a cheeky five on that, maybe. Maybe a, mm-hmm. I, I might do it. So, he has um, the same odds as Justin Fields and Mac Jones. <laughs> actually, talk, I want to actually do, quit this game, actually. I'm not no, I'm not a person who likes to advocate sports. I'm actually quite against it. But I will say that every year, I don't know whether it's just one particular brand or a lot of betting companies, but I know the one I use every year they do a thing where if you bet on all eight division winners, your potential earnings from a £10 bet is like something like 3k. So I think anyone who's listening to has you know uses a certain app which starts with P, um, go, go on that before the season starts, bet on all eight division winners as a combination bet, and you can win up to £3,000 depending on who you pick. Like I came actually close. The year before last, I had six of the eight teams. And yeah, I think this year, you know, if you put, say, four different combinations as well, to put 40 quid on it or even 100 quid on it on 10 different combinations, I think that's a good chance to make money there. So do what you can, because if you're listening, if I listen to this company I use, then they may take it off. So my only tip I'm going to give, because I don't really like to promote sports betting, but that is my one for you. Um, now, defensive play of the year, I've gone for cop-out. I've gone for Aaron Donald. I, I think, you know, I think he didn't win it last year. He'll be hungry for more. We both think the Rams will have a 14-win season. I think that's the reason alone why I think he'll win it back. And, of course, it's a name. Um, I do think someone like Miles Garrett is in, the, in, the, in with a shout, but I think the Browns are two with a hated franchise right now to get the votes from players. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go for And Luke has also gone for Aaron Donald as well. Um, but is it a clean sweep? No, it is not. Um, I I did like Aaron Donald in there, and I do think he is an absolute beast. I think what we've seen from him preseason indicates his head is not exactly where it needs to be this year. Um, I think there are other good candidates. I think T.G. Watt has a good shot at it. Nick mm-hmm. Bosa has a good shot at it. Micah Parsons, obviously. But I actually think, I think that this year the Defensive Player of the Year will be Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, I, okay. is, I like that. This is Garrett's year. I think the Browns offensively will be poor this year. And I think he's going to have a real chance and a lot of time on the field to shine um, with that defense. And I think we're going to see Garrett probably in terms of his career um, record more sacks than he has any previous season. Yeah, but hopefully no, no hitting helmets this year for him. Um no, I think as we've demonstrated from preseason games this week, that's actually <laughs> going to be Aaron Donald's job. Yeah. And I, I maintain that every video game from now on, the final boss has to be Aaron Donald wielding two helmets. Because well, that was terrifying to see. Or have Aaron Donald with two helmets against Miles Garrett with one helmet and Mason Rudolph's head. That'll be a or, good. Or both of them with two helmets each yeah. and Mason Rudolph's head. I would be I will pay to see that. Actually, no, I'm going, to say, I'm going to do it differently. I'm going to say, for obvious reasons, the Sean Watson's head. 
that that I would pay money to see. Um, yeah, this is that weird thing between horrible human being and annoying human being. Mason Rudolph is far more annoying as a human being yeah. than Deshaun Watson. However, obviously, Deshaun Watson is a horrible predator. Yeah, and I hope if he's listening that you don't win any games this year when you do play. Um, right, next up is a bit of a nice one. Comeback Player of the Year award won last year by Joe Burrow and the year before that, which was no shock to anyone, was Alex Smith. Amazing comeback that was. But who is it going to be this year? Steve. I have so many choices to make here. Um, there, there's a lot of options. Obviously, Julio Jones is now being thrown to by Tom Brady. That puts him for me in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Thomas actually is coming back after an entire year of football. So that's a very big shout, especially with Jameis you know, just launching those picks to him. Um, Baker Mayfield is in rehab at Carolina. Yeah. You know, he's got a decent offense there um, and he has a point to prove. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster has suddenly has Patrick Mahomes throwing to him. Derek Henry lost a lot of time last year for through injury. Yeah, so I've, I've nailed it down to two for me. Um, I really did want to put Saquon Barkley because I think um, his mentality has changed this preseason. I think he's in that last season um, where he can really go at it before he starts to get that inevitable running back drop-off. He had a bad season last year, but then the whole team had a bad season last year. But I'm going to have comeback player of the year being the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, Jameis Winston. That is the exact same as me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that would be my left field one, but you've gone for it. I think he's bound for a good year. I think the Saints make the playoffs. I think for comeback player of the year, they almost certainly make the playoffs, that team that makes it. I can't think of the last team that, obviously, that, the person that won it and their team did make make the playoffs I think that's obviously the fighting factor in that which is what I sort of considered I think Henry's the obvious one Derek Henry's the obvious of the injury and how good for me I think he is when healthy the best running back in the league but I do worry whether he'll actually walk him back the same player a bit like Todd Gurley and, and Barkley and McCaffrey speaking of which Luke has gone for McCaffrey as his comeback player of the year Matt Ryan's a shout. I think I think Matt Ryan's a shout. You know, it was a good offensive line and actually a good team around him, a good organization. I think would, would it be a comeback though, given that Ryan did play all the last season? Mm-hmm. I suppose he still had a bad few he years. Just played, he played in a bad team. It's not a case if it's a comeback, it's he right. played in a bad team. Then you've got to look at, you know, um, I think Mitch Tabisky is one. The fact that he was so doubted at Chicago, Ooh. I think. Tomlin yeah, that would have been a left field one, yes. Teddy Trubisky, yes. I think I think I think Tomlin will finally unleash not, you know, Trubisky the second overall pick, but I think he will make Trubisky an actual good callback, like we saw in that one season he had where he was good, where the Bears had that double doink season. Sorry, Luke. Um, doink doink. Yes. <laughs> hey, you can say sorry to Luke, but I'm not saying sorry to him. It's hit the upright. Um, yeah. It's hit the other upright. <laughs> uh, I, remember, I remember, I actually, Bears are always my sort of soft team, soft spot team. I always think that if I didn't pick a team based on a family holiday 10 years ago and I started watching the NFL that year. I would have been a Bears fan because I love Soldier Field and I really got behind the Bears that year. I was sort of actually, I was really rooting for them in the playoffs. Obviously that happened. Um, but I do think Winston is fine for a good year. I think, I think you know, he's got a good, I think one thing is that did Sean Payton and like I said in the NFC 
episode did Sean Payton undermine his success? We will see under Dennis Allen whether he will whether he was a reason why. But I think he had such he had a good year before injury. You know, they won five games, lost two. I think to have him there rather than Ian Book, Trevor Simeon, and Taysom Hill quarterback, they will win more games. I think that's why they will make the playoffs. I think he'll have a good year. I think he's finally seemed like sorts that his interception problem and hopefully he does because I think, you know, hopefully he will eat that W and win that award. Um, before we go on to our team awards, we will give our MVP awards. Now, Steve, over to you. Who is your MVP? Um, this isn't, this isn't going to be a surprise to anyone. He just continually has a point to prove. And every time we write him off, he comes back and shows, actually, you can't write me off. I am still the best there is. Again, uh, it's going to be the uh, the owner of the Chicago Bears, uh, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Sorry, Luke. No, sorry, actually. Um, you just We write off Rodgers every year. We see he's got less players, less targets, less everything else. And he comes back every year and he proves everybody wrong. Mm. Um he is a generational talent who should have won more Super Bowls, um, if not for some of the players around him. Mm. Um, there's no reason whatsoever what he won't win it again this year. Um, he'll just there'll be something happens during the season. The, the season, the Packers will trade for someone, and that person will come in, and they will just you know Rogers will just blow everyone away with his connection to him. Mm. Yeah. I think one could be Odell Beckham, but I think it looks like he might be going to the Bills if you look at Instagram. Um, but I think Rodgers, for me, he's just, he's a great, I think he, he is a first battle Hall of Famer. I think he is the most talented quarterback of all time. I think to the talent alone, I think there's no one better than him I've seen, maybe apart from Manning, um, talent alone. But yeah, I've got no problem with that. I think, I question whether he'll get it three years in a row. I don't know whether he'll get the votes for a third year in a row, but I do think that he is someone that is definitely should be one of the favourites for the award. Um, no shock for people. Luke's one is Justin Herbert. Um, and then my MVP is Josh Allen. Uh, I think callback always gets the award. I think I don't see anyone, I don't think of anyone but a callback this year. I think the Bills will have a 14 win season. I think Josh Allen will be will be the guy to get the award. I think it'll be his time. I think he'll have a tremendous, tremendous season. Um, right. If I, if I had to go left field, yeah, I mean, okay, I'm yeah. thinking Rodgers because Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league. If I had to go left field, I would say Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I think I think he'd be right there. Um, I'm trying to think who I'd go left field with. Um, let me go for Cup. Why not? I think the league is... I think people are crying out for a non-callback to win it, and I think he could be the man to break that mold. I think Henry would have actually won it last year if it wasn't for his injury. I think he was. I think he. Oh, was, yeah, he was. He was tearing the place up. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So we are now heading before we do our AFC NFC champions. We're going to give you a few more ones. Firstly, who's going to have the first overall pick in 2023? Which basically means who will be the worst team this year? You want to go first, or? I'll, I'll let you. I want to go last, so I'll let you go. All right, it's it's a really easy one for me. The worst team in football this year will be the Houston Texans. Yeah, and that's what Luke has also gone for. Now, for me, the one thing that the Texans have over my team who'll be worst is a good wide receiver 
So that's why I'm going to go. I'm really sorry, Luke. I'm going for the Chicago Bears. Oh. The worst team. I he's, say- gonna, he's not going to speak to you again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he gave very optimistically in his Bears season preview an eight-win season or nine-win season. <laughs> I just think that I'm going to get the death chat up now. I don't know who's he got. Justin Fields has not been given a support. Darnell Mooney, I think, is his number one wide receiver. But if, that, if that's the case, that's not good. I mean, firstly, I think I question why they hired a defensive-minded coach, such if they want to progress Justin Fields. I mean, David Montgomery, I think, is obviously a good running back. I love Montgomery. But they got their Best tight attitude of any player in the league. Say that again. Best attitude of any player in the league. Yeah, you know, we have um, Last season, before the start of the season, he was coming back off injury. And he was like, he was coming onto the field and the coaches were like, what are you doing? You're coming back from injury. You're like, you're red shirt. And he's like, no, no, I, I want to get in. I need to get in. I need to take some hits. He amazing. wanted that more than any player I have seen. Um, and his attitude is fantastic. He he is the very definition of he will run through walls for that team. Mm. Yeah, I think he'll be only, only only shining light in that offense. Justin Fields. He's got Darnell Mooney, Byron Pringle, and Velas Jones as his three wide receivers. Never even heard of that guy. Cole Komet's his tight end. He's in next to nothing in the NFL. The Cole O-line Komet was... might be your breakout tight, tight end this year. Not, Probably because not there's that, nothing else to throw to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the O-line's terrible as well. I mean, their defence, they've got Eddie Jackson and Wokon Smith. But apart from that, they've got Trevor Gibson, Angelo Blackson, Justin Jones, Robert Quinn. Okay, he's all right. Joe Thomas. Not DJ Thomas, Nicholas Morrow, Jalen Johnson. It's just, it's not a good team. And I think they've got no one really. I think once Roquan Smith goes, they've got hardly anyone. And I think that's why. And also, I think they obviously everyone knows my thoughts on the Lions. They'll have the Vikings, the Packers to contend with. And I think that's a hard division to go with. I think the Texans have a winnable game against the Jags. And I think they've got. Obviously, Larry Tunsil, they've got Brandon Cooks. I think Davis Mills is actually okay as a quarterback. I think he was. Did, did good last year. So, I'm sorry, Luke. I think the Bears will have the first overall pick. I do think actually Texans could get it via by virtue of the Browns being the worst because they have the Browns pick for the Sean Watson trade. But I do think I think the Bears will be that bad. Um, right, surprise team. Obviously, if you haven't listened to the NFC podcast, it's in stat because it's no shock to anyone who's listened to it. My surprise team is the Detroit Lions. Um, Luke's team is the Eagles. You think because of the AJ Brown trade, he's told me that's why he's gone for the Eagles as his surprise team. But Luke, not Luke, but Steve, who is your surprise team this season? So I'm, I'm odd as to why Lucas said the Eagles are a surprise team. I mean, the Eagles have made the playoffs in each of the last four years. They won a Super Bowl less than five years ago. They're like, they've made the playoffs or the wild card consistently. They're just a very consistent team. They're not going to be a surprise if they make playoffs. Maybe you they're a surprise if they make a championship game. Maybe In terms it. of like Super Bowl contenders that we don't expect. Um, yeah, that's actually harder to, to predict. The Lions will be better than last year, but I don't think the Lions will be a surprise. I think the Lions getting better is is not a surprise. Cool. Um, I don't know about that. I think they're going to make the playoffs, as you've seen, if you've heard before, which is my hottest take ever in life. Yeah, yeah, and I have genuinely no idea why you do that. Um, but I don't know, this is a really tough one for me because there's not that many teams I can look at and say they will be massively better than last year. Um, they, they'll regress, they'll regress, they'll regress. 
they will regress. There, I'm looking through them all and going, do you know what? The team that probably will be for me the best, kind of not last to first, but the best, really terrible to being well above average, um, especially after everyone wrote them off pre season because of all the cap troubles. I think it's probably going to be the Saints. I can see the Saints getting nine to ten wins this season after being terrible last year and being in cap hell for all of summer. I, I like that. I, I like that. No, that's not. I think a lot of people wrote the Saints off. They were like they're going to be, you know, third, fourth in the division. There are some people actually predicting the Falcons would finish ahead of them. I don't see that. No, um, no I can. And obviously, Sean Payton leaving. There were a lot. This is going to be like a culture change. The Saints are going to be a year in transition. No, I actually think the Saints with James under centre, with a hopefully fully fit Michael Thomas, uh, Alvin Kamara having you know one of those yearly researches that he has after a bad year last year. Yeah, I genuinely think the Saints could be a could be our oh. surprise package. They will make the wild card. They might make the wild card, and if they do, I think they could probably win the wild card and you know get to the championship game. Apologies for my reaction now. Just whilst I'm, oh, we actually got the. In the background, the Jags Falcons preseason game on, and Desmond Ritter just almost threw an interception. That was quite bad. Um, but the biggest disappointment for a team wise now, my one, I've gone for the Broncos, not for being bad. I think people are automatically comparing Russell Wilson's introduction to the introduction of Matt Stafford to the Rams and Brady to the Buccaneers. People think because they needed the quarterback and they were quarterback away, that they think that was all he needed to do well. And I think that. The one thing the Bucks and the Rams had in their favour was not being in the AFC. And I think the Broncos, if they were in the NFC, I would think a lot differently about the Broncos this year. But I think they're in a hard, hard division and I think they will struggle massively. I think they'll still have a good year. I think they'll still get 9-10 wins. But I don't think they're going to have quite the impact from Russell Wilson that Stafford and Brady had. Um, Luke's gone for the Chiefs. I think we know why he said them. So Steve, who is your biggest disappointment? Big, big money spent, big hype around them. <clears throat> oh, no. A lot of confidence from the team. Biggest disappointment this season is going to be the Dolphins. I'm sorry, but the, the addition of the likes of Tyreek Hill, getting that marquee signing, didn't fix the key problems with that team. And they are so hyped over the uh, the acquisitions they made pre-season that you know, the, the Dolphins' hype train is just running away. But it's going to leave the station and derail. Um, you know, it's very possible the Dolphins could finish with a losing record this season for me. Oh, Even no. in a division where in a division where they get two supposed freebies in the Jets, I will confidently predict the Dolphins will lose one of their matchups against the Jets this year. That is That's, a take. That is a hot take. I'm not gonna lie. That is, that is not a hot take. I I, I genuinely I mean if I was looking at it and saying, you know. There are other teams who had, you know, acquired a lot of players and were expected to win. Um, but the, the Dolphins, what they've acquired doesn't move them from a very average team to a playoff contender. But the hype around the Dolphins' acquisition and the hype from their fan base saying, oh, this is our year, we're making the playoffs, we're beating the Patriots, we're like, no, you're not. We are beating the pages. Yeah. I, I, I will give them that. I don't think we'll coaching, be but... the, the coaching staff isn't strong enough. The O line isn't strong enough. The quarterback isn't good enough. You can put the greatest wide receivers out there, but if you've got no one to throw to them, you're still a mid table team. 
I, I think I might as well kick you off the podcast now, but fair enough. Uh, yeah. Well, we're finished, so it doesn't matter if you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, we'll give our AFC and NFC chapter at the same time. So I've gone for Bills winning the AFC. I think they're the best team. I think I think they will beat the Ravens in the AFC. I think the Ravens will be the next best team. I think the Bengals will have a will get the division around. I think the same with the Chiefs. I, I'm really big on the Ravens, but I think the Bills are just that bit better. And NFC, I can't see it not being one of the Rams, Packers or Bucks winning it. And I think beating the Rams will be the Buccaneers. Purely because I think Matt Stafford, as good as he is, he was last season's joint interception leader. And I think he will throw a costly pick like he did every playoff round pretty much did last year. I think that will this year come to cost him. I think the Buccaneers, which might be Brady's last year, will win the NFC. Luke agrees with me. He's also gone for the Bucks. But he's gone, you could say left field, but maybe not. He's going for the Chargers as his AFC winners. So, Steve, before we do, I'll give our Super Bowl champions. Who is winning the AFC and who's winning the NFC? Uh, no, I'm going to agree with you. The Bills are winning the AFC. Um, the talent around the AFC is tremendous. But that AFC West, that division is going to be so grueling. They're going to beat each other up so much. By the time they get to the playoffs, mm. um, the likes of the Bills are going to be fresher. Um, they're going to be more. They're just going to be more in their groove, um, and they, you know, they just their playoff drought. It, it just hangs over them like a pall. And um, yep, the Bills easily for me win the AFC East. NFC, however, I am going full left field. In fact, I am going oh, into no. the next the next state with this one. The NFC champions this year, the Philadelphia. Oh, Eagles. he's gone for it. He's gone for it. He's going for it. I can see the Rams having exactly what you say, a great season, right? And then getting to the playoffs and something going wrong, something going wrong with the the offense, a key injury to the likes of Cup or um or Alan Robinson or Cam Akers in particular. And then without that run game relying very heavily on Stafford. Um, I can see the Bucks having a season where they just on field drama because when you sign that many veterans, there's a lot of egos in that dressing room. Brady needs to be able to keep those egos in, in check. He's obviously had the, the Antonio Brown meltdown. No reason this season why that won't happen again. I don't think Bruce Arians has quite the control over that team that he'd like to think he has. Um, but the Eagles, young, hungry, up and coming, finally signed the kind of player that can make a difference. A great draft, great mentality within the team. The Eagles are winning the NFC. And in Arizona, Super Bowl 57, who's winning it? The Bills or the Eagles? Um, now, you you haven't experienced this. I grew up during the great Bills drought mm. where they made multiple consecutive Super Bowl appearances and lost all of them. And you know what? They can lose it again. There's just something. The Bills are a cursed team. I love their fan base. The Bills Mafia is, for me, the best fan base in all of football. Oh, without doubt, without doubt. And just a, a Super Bowl with the Bills Mafia at it will be the most amazing thing. But young quarterback, I, I just, the Eagles have that Super Bowl vibe about them that they had a few seasons back. Um, and they'll be galvanised by the fact that they will beat the Cowboys in the league this year. Um, when Once they, they put the Cowboys into the wild card, and the Cowboys have their inevitable first-round failure where they lose to either someone like the Cardinals or 
mm. even the Vikings, someone that they truly shouldn't lose to, but will because that's just the Cowboys in the playoffs. Mm. Um, that will galvanize the Eagles team, you know. And once the Eagles get a mentality, you saw it in Super Bowl year, the Eagles were not the better team on paper when they went to that Super Bowl against Brady, mm-hmm. but they had the better team mentality. And that's what drove them through. And I think if the Eagles can get there, the Eagles will win it. Okay. Well, I don't think that happened. But you never know. You never know. Um, Luke has gone there. He thinks the Chargers will beat the Bucks in his matchup, which is, for me, crazy. But for me, mention the Bills and the Bucks. You know, could the Bills finally win the big thing at their fifth attempt? Could Tom Brady win it and retire? I think Tom Brady will win it all and he will leave the NFL his way rather than Adam Schefter's way and he will go all the way and win it and then he will finally retire and leave on a high. I think all legends should leave on a high. You know, Ray Lewis did. Um, Peyton Manning did. And I think Tom Brady will be the next. I think that's why he had retired. I think the whole tweet from Adam Schefter... I think he would have probably retired if it wasn't for that. I think he wants to leave on his own terms. I think if he was to win, it'll win Arizona. The age he's at, with the, you know, the, the, I think with everything going on, I think that he will be, he will win it. No one knows to bowl like Tom Brady. He knows how to win the big games. And I think the Buccaneers had injuries last year. They'll come back, have everyone fit. Even without Brown, even without Gronk, they'll find a way. And I think they will do it. And Tom Brady will end his career on a high. But that is the conclusion of our third part to our predictions bonanza in our first lot of episodes for our new Across the Pod platform. So thank you, Steve, for coming on. You're welcome. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it has been, has been. Before we do go, we will quickly run through, once again, our category prediction. So surprise team, I went for Lions, Steve went Eagles, um, Luke went Eagles, Steve went Saints. Biggest disappointment, I went Denver. Luke went Chiefs, Steve went Dolphins, much to my hate. MVP, Josh Allen for me, Herbert for Luke, Rogers for Steve. Both me and Steve went for James Winston as comeback player of the year with McCaffrey as Luke's choice. Uh, both myself and Steve went for the Bills as the AFC champions. NFC, uh, Luke went for Chargers. Uh, both myself and Luke went for the Bucks as the NFC champs with Steve going for his Eagles, who he also picked to win it all. I went, uh, Luke went for the Chargers and I went for the Bucks to win it all. Defensive Player of the Year, both I and Luke went for Donald, with Steve going for Miles Garrett. Offensive Player of the Year, I went for Mark Andrews, both Luke and Steve went for Justin Herbert. Offensive Rookie of the Year, I went Romeo Dobbs, Luke went Brees Hall, Steve went Jalen Tolbert. Defensive Rookie of the Year, I went Aiden Hutchinson, and both Luke and Steve went for Trayvon Walker, the first overall pick. And then both Luke and Steve went for the Texans as their first overall pick for next year, with I went for the Bears. But that has been the Across the Pod podcast, and we'll catch you guys for our next episode, which will be most likely our week one preview or review. Bye.